Good morning, my friends. Welcome to today's Happiness After Codependency episode. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide. Coming back to knowing, loving, and being who you are, which is how we heal codependency. So I'm excited to have you here today. Today, we are going to explore a, a technique or approach I use to help soothe loneliness that we uh, internalized because of the neglect that we have lived through, um, especially in our childhood or in our peer-to-peer relationships, romantic relationships. Usually when we have a chronic exposure to being alone, not being engaged with, not being connected to, not having um, another individual that's interested in who we are, interested in sharing time, space, and presence with us, we end up feeling very, very alone and lonely. So we're going to talk about that here in a moment. Before we do that, I'm going to get this shared out to the community here real quick. The community is a place where you can find additional guidance from me, tools, and support in your journey in coming to knowing, loving, and being who you are. Link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. It's on the front page of my website at freetheself.com. Please check the rules before joining because there's a lot of them, and they're structured there to create a safe, secure container, as well as it helps you understand how this community functions, because it's a little different than other ones. So check those links out above there. And if you're watching on YouTube, say hi. If you're watching on Facebook, say hi. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And let's uh, let's make a, let's keep growing this expansion of things into the world, <laughs> sharing the work out there. All right. <coughs> It's good morning again. Comment below what you get out of today's episode. Let me know your thoughts if you have questions there, and I will get to them. So loneliness. So a lot of times, for many of us, we did not grow up in an environment where we felt seen, we felt valued, we felt like we belonged, we felt like we mattered. We didn't feel like our presence or our existence was cherished or appreciated wanted or sought after instead a lot of times because of neglect we were left to figure things out on our own to figure out what to do differently next time if we made a mistake Um, we were sent to our rooms to process our feelings by ourselves we were told that we have to figure this out don't do it again a lot of times we may have not even been engaged in anything uh, like maybe we had an exciting thing at school that happened or we created a piece of artwork or we made a thing. And we brought it to the parent and they weren't very responsive to it. They didn't engage with it. They were indifferent to it. Um, we may have grown up feeling like we were invisible. We were ignored. We were unwanted. All of these kind of chronic experiences taught us that we weren't included, that we weren't seen. Maybe that we weren't valued by these people, by the culture we might have grown up in, that kind of thing. What this does is it tends to internalize a sense of aloneness or isolation in the world where we do not feel like we have a space of belonging, connection, warmth, um, or being wanted or valued in the world. And we carry this with us for most of our lives. It feels... One of the tricks with neglect is it's the lack of something. And so that can be very difficult to detect, especially um, because usually 
we don't have the contrast of having something to illuminate the lack of something, right? And so when we're when we are walking with this kind of neglect, this kind of gap in our world, we can feel empty, we can feel lost, we can have a malaise, kind of like this just dullness or or um, kind of like low grade depression, because we we have these unmet needs that don't even have names yet to them. We don't have a lived experience with them. It's just kind of uh, an emptiness that we wrestle with there. And my own journey out of codependency and out of this loneliness, um, this is where I came into knowledge with that. It's like, wow, what I really needed was to be cared for and seen in this. But no, I got indifference or I got sent to my room or I was left alone through very, very traumatic events like you know, my mother's death. <laughs> can tell you two times um, in the first year after her passing um, where I was checked in on and asked about how I was doing with that. Um, there weren't hugs. There, there was no space for crying or grief. Things had become absorbed in other areas in the parent's life. That's neglect. That's, that's one of my prominent experiences of neglect. We have social neglect where we're not included um, in activities by other peers. We aren't um, included or recognized in the things that, that we value. We're excluded because we're different or we don't have the same interests or there's some sort of thing that isn't being acceptable there. So in my journey out of codependency and into connection, this is something that I had to face frequently. And there's a process I had to learn to reinforce connection in my world so I could help soothe this internalized, or some people call it pathological loneliness, this internalized sense of isolation from the world and from others. And so this is the technique, one of the techniques I use. I call it the CRP. It stands for Connection Reinforcement Practice. There is a link in the description above on Facebook and below on YouTube where you can get the PDF that has this little grid for you. But what it is, and this is what we have to do frequently until we start getting warmed up to the actual connections we have in our world. So we have to go through a reinforcement process or um, practice that helps remind our brain that we have connection. Now, initially, in my work, I started with two or three primary connections that I was willing to, to believe um, were valid, stable connections. These were individuals who would be consistently, reliably available for me in my world. One was my mentor, one was a friend, and one was an internal aspect of myself. So I had an internal part. Well, like a, uh, at this particular time, it was my own sense of an internal mother. So that's what I'd created in, in my own healing is I have an internal mother that's always available to soothe, care for, and guide me and protect me, shelter me, even play with me a bit, you know, get on my level and do things that I enjoy. So that was an internal resource I had. And then I had a therapist and a good friend. And or my mentor and a good friend. And then I started adding to that. What I did is I wrote these down in little bubbles. So on a piece of paper, I wrote a circle in the middle. And I said, internal resources. 
and then I put inner, internal mother, mother. And then a circle outside of it, and then I drew a line to that other circle where I'm at. said, you know, mentor, and then our circle, friend, and then community. Community over here I had different kinds of communities I started adding to my life. And I had a visual of my connections. This visual experience reinforced to my mind and to my body that these are real. Because one thing we are going to struggle with and wrestle with is the sense of realness. And especially when you're dealing with neglect, there's just a lot of fog there. There's not a lot of definition and not a lot of clarity. We have to bring definition, shape, or realness, something that's concrete, to help heal that, to help reinforce that, oh, this is a real thing. Drawing this out visually, I have found, has been critical to that for the majority of my students and clients and for myself. Because when I'm feeling lonely or I'm getting that sense of emptiness or not belonging, I pull out that sheet and I look at it. I'm like, oh, it's here and it's here and it's here. It reminds my brain about what is real. What is real now? Because most of the time, our brains are going to go back to the past as a reference point. It's going to be like, yeah, you know, when we were five and we had no friends, that's reality. No, it was when we were five. It isn't when I'm 44. And so it helps my brain catch up with reality and reinforces that. And that brings in a soothing experience, a regulating experience to that sense of isolation and loneliness. Because it's like, oh, I'm really not isolated. I'm really not lonely. There is one thing we tend to do here that can sabotage us. We can start going, well, I don't have 10 friends. I don't have 20 friends. I don't have a lot of friends. And we look at that as a judgment against ourselves. And this, this makes sense. I mean, growing up, popularity is often something that was used as a measure of social value. The more friends, the more valuable you are. So higher quantity equals higher uh, value. But in reality, if we're going for real connections that can nurture us, care for us, and help us expand and grow in our world, quality matters more than quantity. Plus, most people can't really build a lot of intimate relationships that are highly fulfilling beyond four or five people, really. So... The way I look at it now is like, well, I have these quality connections. They are reliable. They are stable. If I lose one, I have another and I can build another. There, there are ways to manage that, in other words. So I'm like, ooh, I'm resourced. I can handle changes in my world and I have a place of shelter where people will see, see me, value me, care about me, and where I feel I belong. That's what we're going for in this reinforcement practice is to help the brain connect to the fact that we do belong. So I recommend having a therapeutic link, a friend link, and a couple of communities, either online or in real life. I recommend both. And then internally, when we talk about internal resources, these are things we can lean on to help soothe us and help us feel a sense of connection to ourselves. Uh, I have used my hobbies and interests as those resources. I've used what I've called internal uh, aspects of self, like that internal mother, have an internal father, have an internal deity, have an internal protector. I reference these parts of me 
for wisdom and guidance and for soothing. And then I also <clears throat> internally outline my my skills and my resources that I can lean on, like um, practices, tools that I use, practices or rituals that I use to soothe or empower me, things I'm good at, uh, things that I have succeeded through, challenges I've overcome. All of these can soothe and build a stronger sense of connection with yourself and with belonging. So that's is one way I teach my students and how to soothe that internalized loneliness that we have gained because of the neglect we've been through chronically. So if you want to give this tool a shot, again, the link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube in the description. It's a little PDF. Click on it. Fill it out. And then practice it every day. Like just visual, just set it down and just let yourself recognize these connections and acknowledge how that feels in your body. And let's see what that creates for you. So there you go, my friends. Something to add to your journey in helping you heal and discover life beyond your codependency. So let me know your thoughts below in the comments. As well as go gently with yourselves. In the next couple of weeks, I'll be bringing, I'll be announcing some new workshops coming up, as well as the new Happiness After Codependency system that launches here in August. So more details on the bigger, more exciting things coming down the road for us here. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you, Robin. Go gently with yourselves, and I will see you guys in our next episode. Have a great day. Bye bye.